Welcome to episode five. How are you? I'm Zan Bruel. I'm Paige Berg. And I'm Lexis Gordon. And if you are new here, we are The Habit Team. The Habit is a nutrition coaching company made for women by women. Our program is built for you with coaches who put your goals, lifestyle, and personality first. If you want to learn more about us, head to the episode notes or go to thehabit.com, that's habit with a Y, to book a free consult call. So we have a really fun episode um, that we are going to do today, and that is basically all of the coaches' stories. Um, You are going to hear a little bit more about us, how we kind of got to this point, what we've been doing, um, and where we're going. If you've been listening since season one, you may have already noticed that we've done an episode like this before, but with our new coach lineup, we wanted to kind of update things. And we are totally open books and really love to share all aspects of our lives with you. So we just thought this would be a really fun conversational episode. (laughs) But before we dive into a little bit of, um, you know, info about everyone. I want to ask all the coaches, what are you guys watching right now during quarantine? Give me all the juicy shows. I am not going to lie. I have always loved reality TV. And, um, you know, right when quarantine started, two of my roommates were like, I will never watch reality TV. Don't even ask me, blah, 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 whatever. (laughs) And I had a show on and they were sitting on the couch and I literally got them hooked to where they're asking me like on a weekly basis, what's a new reality TV show I can watch? Which one? Which one? And so we've been binging Vanderpump Rules. Not even going to lie. Yes. (laughs) Yes, yes, um, yes. I love And then another rules. one that I've been watching. I love like short comedies. That's probably my favorite. Um, on Hulu, there is a show called Shrill. That's S-H-R-I-L-L. And it's super cute, really funny. The actress is amazing. It's kind of similar to the show Girls um, that was on HBO. So um, I would compare it to that. So yeah, it's it's really cute. But that's okay. what I'm watching right now. Good one, Sam. How about you guys? That's really good. I am also a reality TV junkie, Um, just like you, (laughs) Vanderpump Rules, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills in New York are my top two favorites. Um, But like really actually what we're watching right now is The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan documentary. And it's incredible. You guys, he's obviously like one of the greatest, greatest athletes of all time, but it just really like shines in this. Um, we're watching Schitt's Creek and then on the side, I'm also watching Outer Banks and like secretly hating it, but wanting to like it. And it's just not working out how I wanted it to. So that's my list. Okay. Really quick. Schitt's Creek. Like why am I, I love all TV and I'm so open to every single genre, but like, I cannot get into that show. I have tried on multiple occasions. I've gone past the first episode. I've gotten to like, like, I just, I can't do it. And I just want to like it (laughs) so much. I love it. I was like so so sad when I learned that this was the last season. I was very upset. (laughs) And so we're on season five right now. And Lexis, I'm with you. I don't even, I'm not that type of person. This is going to be very controversial and I'll make it quick, but I don't like friends. I don't like <gasps> sitcoms by any means. Like I don't like stuff like that. I know. I know. I just am not into it. I don't think that stuff is funny. <laughs> Ooh, I don't think friends, it's funny. And so on. for whatever reason, I actually <sighs> really, I know you guys. I know. I know this is like such a, you know, crazy thing that I'm saying, but I'm saying it. Um, I also don't like, I also don't like Taylor <laughs> Swift, which is another We may like, lose listeners after this, Paige. What the heck? Okay, that yeah. one's okay. That one's okay with me. I don't but like Taylor Swift. God, we're really telling my heart. It. I know. I'm sorry. I have seen every episode about a hundred times that I could probably <laughs> say every word verbatim. Like when yeah. I'm sorry. I really am. But I will okay. just say, like, I I don't really <laughs> like that kind of style of a show, but Shits Creek has just really reeled me in because of the character development over every single season. They just get more and more funny as it goes on. So at first I was a little hesitant. I was like, I don't really think this is funny. And then as I kept watching, it's just hysterical and really like the comedic relief we all need right now. So yes, I feel that. 
What are you watching? Like so this? this is so random, but my husband and I are watching Shark Tank oh, right now. Classic. Like started from the beginning, though, like like season Amazing. one, which like was so, so, so long ago. Yeah. And so to see the progression of like not only just I mean, they're all just so great, but they all like evolve as each season goes on. And obviously, like the money that goes into each episode gets like more and more as each season goes on. So we just like restarted that for fun because I feel like I'm really smart when I'm watching it, you know, like I'm just like trying to like be like, oh, that's a terrible product. Like I, yes. as if like, you know, I'm a judge that's going to like, you know, I don't know, give them a million dollars. So we've been watching that for fun. I also really loved All American. I finished that on Netflix. It's kind of like, um, I don't know, it's a mix between like the OC and like Gossip Girl, but like kind of like I don't know. It's a good. It's a good one. It's a good one. It's about a basketball, um, a boy who's recruited to Beverly Hills for basketball and like finds out all these juicy family things that he did. That know sounds about. right up my alley. And what else? You know, it's really, really, really good. I yeah, I yeah. Heard it was really and good. oh, we just finished Waco, which is like a short, um, six episode series. Mm-hmm. Um, which mm, is based on, yeah, like something that actually happened in the 90s. That's a crazy like mass shooting with the FBI. It was really good. My husband and I are really into that. Obviously, he's an attorney. So all that kind of stuff is always fun. So, yeah, we're kind of watching everything. We just are TV people. So I could go good on time forever. to watch it. I know, right? We could do a, <laughs> we whole, could do a episode whole episode on, on it. But let's on that note, yes. get right into things because we have a lot Yes. to cover here. Um, and I know that people, again, <laughs> are just so excited and dying to hear all about our lives. So first and foremost, kind of a basic question, where are you guys from? And give a little bit of background as to where and how you grew up and like where you went to college and things like that. Yeah, some fun little facts. Paige, why don't you start? Yeah, and I will just like give a little asterisk here that I've already done this. So for those of you that have listened, apologies if I'm repetitive. I didn't write any of my answers down. I'm just going from the heart here. So let's just dive in. So where I grew up um, is a town called Lakeville, Minnesota. So we just lots of lakes in Minnesota. So we um, have names of towns that are named after lakes. And so that's where I grew up. Um, and then I went to college at Iowa State University. I majored in journalism with a minor in fashion. I thought I wanted to be a fashion journalist and I wanted to move to New York right after college. Um, and that obviously didn't end up happening. But uh, right when I graduated, um, I moved back to Minneapolis. That's where all of my like best friends were um, and went right into advertising. So really just kind of like went back to my roots. Um, my sisters, actually, this is a fun fact about me. If you didn't already know, I'm a triplet of three girls. And so um, my sisters and I all went to separate colleges and they are still, well, one of them moved home and the other one is still in Boston. So we kind of moved away or they kind of moved away for a little bit. And then we all came back. Well, I'm pretty sure the third one's coming back. I say that because she's <laughs> having a baby soon. And let's just be honest, like that's going to happen. Yes, you need to be an auntie and be able to see that baby all the time. I do. I need to smell it all the time. (laughs) Baby smell. Oh, the baby baby smell smell is intoxicating. I know. I think I'm just laughing because you you said it. Like, do we know the gender yet? Yes, it's (laughs) It's a a boy. boy. It's a boy. Okay. 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 I love it. Yeah. Well, on that note, so a little bit about me. I grew up in Northern California, very close to Sacramento. Um, I come from a huge, huge Greek family. So um, if you have ever seen the movie, My Big Fat Greek Greek Wedding, that is my family too. You're kidding me. Like it was. That's amazing. it, It gave us. When that movie came out, it gave us chills because we're like, what the fuck? Are people watching us? Like, what is going on? And <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. So just to put it into perspective, um, my brother's name is Nick. My sister's name is Nicoletta. I'm like, it just goes on You're and on. You're kidding it, me. Yes. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, my mom washes everything with Windex. Everything. Oh my God. Like when that was in the movie, I was like, what? That is incredible. <laughs> Insane. No way. Yes. I'm going to rewatch that Crazy. like this week now because of you. Yeah. That's a classic. Yep. Do it. That's my. So favorite. do you enjoy Greek food? Um, Cause I'm a big Greek food girl. Oh yes. Oh, Can yeah. I come to your there house are, soon? Cause that sounds so good. There- <laughs> 
<laughs> so Greek Easter, like, um, I mean, it's the same thing as American Easter. It just typically lands on a different date, but it's like a giant party. Like there's at least a hundred of us. And like you have a big lamb, like literally spinning on a square. Oh, stop it. That's you my have, dream. You have Greek dancing, the opas. Opa! Like it all. Yeah. No exactly. way. Yep. The whole okay, shebang. Zan, are you going to so. invite us or what? Because, like, I'm inviting myself. <laughs> okay, Greek Easter next oh. year. We'll party it up because you'll actually be able to drink. Less yes. Less. So that'll be great. Counting down the seconds. <laughs> so, actually, very funny. I didn't even know when Paige and I first started working together that she was a triplet because then we found out that she's a triplet and I'm actually a twin. So, I have a twin brother and um, there's five siblings of all of us. So there's a lot. I have a big family. Um, after high school, I went to USC in LA for undergrad. I studied communication and I minored in occupational therapy. And then I um, did my master's degree at USD, University of San Diego, where I primarily focused on psychology. And I actually was an eating disorder therapist for a couple of years from that program. Um, I'm still currently living in San Diego because it's like the best place on earth. And I don't think I'm ever going to move, quite honestly. San Diego's so, the best. It is. It's beautiful. So but, yeah, beautiful. That's where I'm at I now. love it. Okay. And then I guess that leaves me. So I, yes, I grew up in Maine. Um, and it's just so funny now being in California and out West for all these years, everyone's reaction is like, I've never met anyone from Maine or like, where is Maine? Is it in Canada? You should hear this story. I could make Stop. a book about the freaking Canada. So- Oh my the God. things that people say about Maine, I'm like, did you pass like second grade geography? Like, do you? Well, how do you not know where Maine is? Anyway, so I'm from a really small. <laughs> it's okay, Lexi, I feel you. <laughs> so I'm from a really small um, beach town in Maine called Wells, and um, it's like I lived a mile from the ocean. So I grew up, you know, going to the beach a lot, and I would say my childhood pretty much consisted of me being raised in my family's businesses. So um, it's a really seasonal town, meaning like we go from like a very small amount of people to like a million people in the summer. So people love to vacation in my town and um, super cute little downtown area. And my grandparents owned two restaurants and a gift shop for 35 years. And um, so basically like by the time I was three, I was unpacking boxes. By the time I was 10, I was like waitressing, which is like illegal. But like when your family owns it, you can kind of do what you want. And I was like training people and basically the manager by like when I was a sophomore in high school. So I just basically grew up working my whole life as a child, saving a bunch of money. And it was just like, that's just kind of what I did. And a lot of my friends' families also own businesses. So it was just kind of common. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much what I did. I graduated high school and moved as far away as I could. I went to the University of Arizona and I had never visited the campus, which is wild. I just went drove out there with my best friend and moved as far away and like never looked back. I just kind of knew um, all growing up that I just was not going to stay um, in Maine. I just wanted to be, I just wanted to explore and I wanted, I knew that it just wasn't where I wanted to be. And I just always had envisioned myself on the West coast. And so I again went to the university, university of Arizona and I met my husband there and we have been together seven and a half years. We now live in California and yeah, we have a f- little family here and things are about to get crazy with a baby. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I have a baby on the way for those that don't know any day now, but any day. Yeah. Um, I'll go ahead and take this yeah. question to take a little question off your hands, Lexis, and I'll maybe put it on you first. Um, and the question is what really led you to trying out macros in the first place? Like, had you done anything like it before or really like, why did you even start in the first place? Yeah. So that's a really great question. Um, and you know, it's pretty crazy to think back to my history with food in general and like where I am now. And just, it's just such an evolution. And I'm so proud of kind of where I am and how healthy of a relationship I do have with food because of macros. But to make a really long story short, um, I had a lot of history of disordered eating, um, pretty much starting in high school, all through college 
and kind of on and off after college. Um, I dabbled in, I, to be honest with you, I was pretty much addicted to Adderall. And I think that was kind of the trigger for me, um, in terms of just really unhealthy habits, like, you know, not really noticing that I wasn't eating because like when you take that, I don't know if anyone knows when you take Adderall, you basically have no appetite. And so I was just like, go, 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 go like crazy. Um, and I just like was not eating and I wasn't doing things properly. And I also was like taking laxatives. There's just a whole, uh, there's a lot that had happened and, um, just really unhealthy habits that I'm not proud of, but it's just, it's part of my story. And, um, I just, knew that that wasn't a way to live. And I knew that food was not meant to be this scary, terrible thing that I needed to avoid. And I was always really self-conscious and I never really felt um, good in my skin to the degree that I knew that I could. And so I just knew that there was something, there had to be an answer. There had to be something easier. And I had just kind of stumbled across macros. Um, I had a few friends that had tried it and it was obviously pretty popular on Instagram. And I just, after years of just like being so unhealthy and just all the disordered eating, I really wanted to give it a shot and I did and it changed my life. So that was kind of what led me there. Honestly, I love how transparent you are about your past because I know that's not something really easy to talk about, especially publicly. I mean, you know, it's really easy to talk to a therapist behind closed doors. And so I think it's amazing that you are proud and that you are willing to talk about it because there are so many other people out there struggling. Absolutely. There, there may even be some of our clients that we're unaware of because they're not quite ready to talk about it. And so I do hope like your story can impact them in some way. Absolutely. And I just want to say too, on that note, like I'm always open to like, I mean, I'm not going to, we don't, we don't have all day here people. So I can't get into like the nitty gritty, but like, I'm such an open book (laughs) in terms of so many aspects of my life. And there's so much that can be discussed and dissected and like the Adderall thing and the laxative thing and abusing those and, and, you know, basically essentially starving myself. Like those are things I'm willing to discuss further. If there are any people listening that have, um, similar situations or they just want to hear more. Like I am such an open book and I'm really comfortable with sharing my story because it's just part of me and I'm not ashamed. And I just think that if it can help someone, I'm always down. So please like come to me if there's anything I can ever talk with you about because I'm, I'm super open. I love that. And I think that's like what really obviously like fuels your passion behind like wanting to be a coach and like kind of like give back to other people when you weren't giving to yourself all the time. Like, I think it's so powerful for somebody that's like been in your shoes to be able to give that to others and say like, I've been where you're at. And I know it can be difficult, like whether it's super extreme or even just like, you know, having a bad day, like we've all been there, but like, you've really been there, um, in terms of like having some really, really low lows. Um, so I think that's like what makes you like such a good coach too, is that you're just really able to kind of like put yourself in their shoes 100%. I feel like our own personal stories really do fuel each and every one of us, um, for helping other women. And, you know, all of you guys listening, it is, I think it is really cool for you guys to see our background and that we have been through very, very similar things that you guys are going through right now. And that makes it, you know, your coach so much more relatable to you. And so we are happy to share anything that you guys ever ask us. We hope this episode, you know, serves you. But if you ever want to reach out to us personally, like, please ask away. We're all open books. Absolutely. What about you, Zan? Oh, man. So um, I had quite the opposite experience as Lexus, I feel like. So I always grew up as an athlete, like, played every sport imaginable. um, And I really, I mean, focused my time on soccer. And so, you know, just having always a coach and a team, you were always told what to do, how to exercise, how to eat. And, you know, I stopped playing soccer when I went to college. And that was the first time where I was like, oh, shit, wait, what do I do? Like, I literally didn't know what to do. And soccer is nothing but cardio. And so all I knew in my head to, you know, stay in shape was cardio. And so I was totally, you know, against lifting weights, didn't understand, you know, the benefit of them. And so anyway, um, freshman 15 turned more into freshman 40. So, um, yeah. (laughs) I don't believe you. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. You're so petite and like, I just can't envision that. I'm sorry, my eyeballs, like it just gave it away. But I was like, what? 40? (laughs) No way. Like, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
So I, um, yeah, I gained, I mean, not all of freshman year did I gain 40 pounds, but throughout my college years, like I gained 40 pounds to, from where I'm at right now. And I still had never lifted weights. Um, I just thought cardio would fix it all, you know, um, restrict certain foods like carbs and, you know, just all those typical things that you hear even to, to this day. And I even, you know, got a personal trainer during, um, during college. And I found myself extremely frustrated with his approach because I, I knew, I knew I had to eat healthy. I knew I had to exercise, but what I was understanding was my environment was not setting me up for success. I went to USC, one of the biggest party schools out there, and I wanted to soak up as much as I can in these four years. I'm never going to get them back. And so I didn't want to give up my social life. And, you know, it was kind of this like vicious cycle where, um, you know, I would, be really strict for a few days and then go party all weekend. And it just, yeah. And so I just found myself, you know, frustrated with my trainer because he didn't get it. He would just be like, eat this and exercise this way. I don't see why you're not seeing results. And it just wasn't very compassionate, I guess, either. And so, you know, that's kind of what led me to start thinking more um, about studying psychology. I became very fascinated about that and just eating disorders in general. But, um, you know, before I actually went to grad school, um, what really, you know, paved the way for me to discover macros was I started um, CrossFit in, I believe, the second semester of my senior year and just totally on a whim. Um, I think my uncle started and he was like talking nonstop about it. So I found a gym near my uh, college at USC and I just So I finally started lifting weights and I could already tell the difference, but I still didn't have my nutrition down and macro counting is actually very prevalent in the CrossFit world. And so, you know, I had a couple of coaches who ended up becoming more like my mentors and taught me everything I needed to know. And what really sold me was they're like, Zan, I eat bacon every single day. And I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) Like, I thought that was like, Uh, Like that was a food that was off limits to me because I thought it was just strictly fat. Right. And I just learned like there's so much more to that. And so they really introduced me to it. And it was honestly life changing. I everything changed from there on out. And I finally started to feel like that athlete again, because, you know, throughout my weight gain in college, I just completely lost my identity. I had, I was depressed. I wanted to isolate myself at times. I didn't know how to dress anymore. It was, yeah. So I've been there. I've been in the very, very low and, you know, macros kind of helped me dig my way out of that for sure. That's amazing. But yeah. How long did it take you to shed the 40 pounds? Um, so when I, let's see, it probably took me about a year and a half to like lose the weight, but I became so much more obsessed in a, in a, um, in a healthy way of like building muscle. I was like obsessed with my physique mm-hmm. and I loved how my body was starting to look with like CrossFit and lifting weights that it became less about the weight and it was more of me just like continuing to build my muscle. And I finally, I mean, I still work every single day. So I feel like my journey never stops, but it took, I would probably say two to three years. And that's why like, this isn't a quick fix at all. And it has to be adopted as a lifestyle or, you know, you're just going to end up in that vicious cycle again. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it took a while, but it was worth it. Thank you. Thank you. But um, I wouldn't change it for anything either. It really helps me connect with my clients. And, um, you know, I know exactly where they were. And I know that they can get to the spot that I'm at now. And that's really what fuels my passion to help every woman, every woman that signs up for our program. Yeah. But yes. I love that. But enough about me for the time being. Paige, (laughs) what about you? (laughs) Yes. So I love how we all have just such different stories. Like, Mm -hmm. of course, everyone has a different story, but when you really like dive into it, it's just so cool. Um, 
And we've personally like never talked about this with each other. So true. Um, my journey um with finding macros, um, just like as a background, obviously in college, like you know, it's typically like the freshman 15. I was never one to weigh myself. So just so you guys know, I'm five foot almost eleven. Um, I'm curvy to begin with. I have double D boobs, like I have hips, like just <laughs> for a physical reference. So I was always like, I'm never gonna step on the scale unless I'm at the doctor. Like I just kind of felt that I didn't need that um, sort of like negative um, piece on me, especially when my high school friends were like five, five and 110 pounds and just like, you know, petite and adorable. And I was just like this lanky high schooler and kind of was just not really comfortable in my skin. Um, I was a dancer almost my entire life. I started when I was five um, and danced throughout high school. And of course, like, you know, my body was really lean and strong because of that. But like any, you know, teenage girl, I would look in the mirror and I would see a totally different person. Um, I was, you know, working out five or six hours a day um, when I was dancing and even more on the weekends. And was thin as a rail and just like saw something different in the mirror. And I would never say that it was like, you know, body image disorder or anything like that. But I think it's just like, as a woman, we grow up seeing, you know, the worst part of ourselves instead of the best. So I continued that sort of like mentality throughout college and, you know, again, staying away from the scale and never wanting to see my data um, because it was going to be different than everybody else's. I couldn't relate to my girlfriends that were in size zero jeans. And I didn't want to admit that I was just like the oddball. So, and I was, and like now I embrace that, but in in a different way. Um, So I just kind of felt in college, you know, I had a couple of years where I was like, falling off track a little bit. I was so used to working out every day in high school. And then all of a sudden I went to college where I wasn't dancing and I gained a little bit of weight. I could just tell I was just not as comfortable. Um, I didn't know exactly how much, but I was working out all the time at a certain point in college and even past college and working out seven days a week for sure, at least 30 to 45 minutes a day, all cardio, minimal weights. And I felt like nothing was ever working. I just felt like I couldn't drop the weight. Um, I was trying detoxes as I previously mentioned. Um, And it was about, gosh, two and a half years ago now where my best friend, um, she was a college athlete and had also gained some weight post-college just with like, you know, finding your groove in a nine to five and you just slowly start to add some weight on. And so she actually had lived in Hoboken and had met Christina there, um, the original like founder of the habit. And she was part of Christina's initial sort of like test program that when she was initially rolling out the habit and she sent me her before and after photos, I want to say it was just like four or six weeks in like something really early. And she was a different person. And I was like, tell me everything you're doing right now. And so um, she told me she was doing macros. She was counting macros. And I just instantly was hooked. I was like, tell me what this is. Like, just give me the number I'm calling and I'm signing up. And I had heard about macros before, but I was had no idea where to start. And so it was really great to like have an opportunity um, to have somebody to just guide me through this whole process. So that's how I got involved with the habit and honestly just haven't looked back. Obviously, I'm still here. <laughs> and we are so glad. That's amazing. Yes, I love that. And it's, yes. a, it's a testament that even <laughs> coaches need coaches. You know, just having that support system and accountability goes so far. And, you know, we get signups all the time who have prior knowledge of tracking macros, but all they need is that support. And that, you know, it can be such a powerful thing in your journey. Well, I love hearing all of your guys' kind of backgrounds and how you, you know, how we've all gotten to where we are. So I want to hear more about kind of, the macro journey up until up until this point and kind of was there a point where you were ever against them or did you have any sort of like epiphany in your journey where you were like oh i get it now like this all makes sense so zan why don't you kind of start i mean i would say my i don't think i've ever been against them my epiphany really was like wow, I don't have to be afraid of carbs. I don't have to be afraid of eating chocolate every day because um, I have the biggest sweet tooth and my one, two of my favorite foods are like chocolate and donuts. Um, so 
I just learned that I can eat these things in moderation and have control and enjoy it and not feel the guilt anymore. And that in itself was so liberating that, I mean, I just, I've never been against them. I mean, sure. Have there been periods where I haven't tracked? Yeah, of course. I mean, I was introduced to macros like six, no, longer than that. Yeah, actually six years ago. And so um, it's just kind of a skill at this point where I track on and off. But I would definitely say that food freedom and, you know, all those negative connotations that we hear um, in the outside world and, you know, whatever cultural norms there are, I just, you know, realize that those were all basically bullshit and we don't have to listen to it. So, yeah, that was kind of my epiphany. I love what it. What about yeah. you, Paige? I yeah, I'm with you on like the tracking on and off. I definitely haven't been um, tracking as long as you, but I would say the majority of the two and a half years, I've been more on the on than the off. And I want to be, you know, working towards this, like a goal of mine is like to just be better about having those off moments and being okay with them. Um, but I'm also like in this weird situation too, where I was engaged Well, I am engaged, but, um, <laughs> and I'm getting married and I thought I was getting married and I thought I was like working towards like laughing. This is like not that funny, but it's kind of funny. I thought I was working toward a goal and, you know, fitting in my wedding dress. And then all of a sudden it was like, poof, that's not happening right now. Um, so yeah, I would say like for the majority of my time I've been on and I've obviously had moments of like not wanting to track every day. And I do listen to that more than ever when I'm having a day that I don't want to track. I just eat intuitively and I eat when I'm hungry and I make sure that there's a protein, fat and carb on my plate. And so, um, yeah, that was just a whole ramble of like my on moments and off moments. And I would say it's going to probably ramp back up as I get back, maybe in my wedding dress one day, but we will see. Oh, please. (laughs) Of course you're going to get back in your wedding dress. Well, I mean, I hope so. And I know you were doing the same thing for your wedding. Yeah. So that actually brings me to kind of my point in terms of my epiphany. First and foremost, I will kind of start with the fact that I was, I wouldn't say against macros, but one of my best friends actually um, had been tracking before I did. And she was kind of like, you should try this. This is great. Like, and I, I remember kind of dabbling in it. I had had my fitness pal on my phone. I tried it a little, but I was super, you know, half-ass and not adherent and kind of was the girl that like found her numbers online. And like, you know, God, those numbers are just, I can't even think about how like terrible those were probably. (laughs) Um, and, but like, you know, totally, not even coming close to hitting the numbers and being like, well, this isn't working. And it's like, okay, well, you know, I wasn't really doing it. So in the beginning, I was very hesitant and a little like, oh my God, you weigh all your food. That is just so time consuming. And like, there's no way I could ever do that. And then I think I just had this harsh kind of conversation with myself where I was like, okay, well, if nothing else is working, like, why don't I actually commit to this hundred percent and give it everything I've got? So then I kind of just had this switch and I, and I did, and I found a coach and I had her, um, calculate my numbers for me and I really gave it a go. And then that was about probably a year before my wedding. So then I had seen like, okay, this is working. Um, I fell in love with it. I really got into it. And then by the time I would say nine months out from my wedding, I was like, okay, I'm going to go balls to the wall. Like I'm going to commit so I'm just going to be so adherent to my numbers. I'm, I mean, I think I hit my numbers within five grams for like literally nine months straight. Aside from like, I did one untracked meal a week. I would do date night with my husband and we would just get whatever we wanted. And that was great. But other than that, I just had this, like, I just was so determined to feel the best I've ever felt at my wedding and to feel the most beautiful I've ever felt. And I wanted to do it very slow and steady. I was not about to do like a two month before my wedding crash diet where I ate like lettuce all day and did a bunch of cardio. I was like, that's not my jam. I had fallen in love with weightlifting at this point. I had fallen in love with macros. And I said, listen, if I do this really strategically and I'm really like slow and steady about it, I can get, you know, to where I want to be, but in a really healthy, balanced way and still eat all the food I love. So I did about nine months of like wedding prep. And that was my epiphany when I walked down the aisle and like felt the best I've ever felt, the strongest I've ever felt. My body composition completely changed. Like my, the shape of my body was like drastically different because of, I was doing Madeline moves religiously six days a week and then just like crushing my macros. And I think that, and, and the, the funniest thing is, is that I tell my clients all the time, like I was eating, I was obsessed with enlightened ice cream at the time. I'm still <laughs> obsessed with it. And I have it at least once a week, like a pint night, you know, but I, I was having 
pint nights, meaning eating the whole pint, you know, for dessert, I think three to four nights a week during my wedding prep. And like, people didn't believe me. And they were like, what do you, you're not really eating that dessert when I would post it. Like your wedding's in a month. Like, I don't believe you. And I was like, okay, like I, I am, and I'm eating all the things I love. And it was just such an eye-opening experience to be able to, to reach my goal and to feel so incredibly amazing and still be eating all the foods I love with no restriction. And it was just this like, wow, like this works. There's a science behind it. And if you actually are adherent. That's the goal though. You have to be adherent and you have to really give it your all. And once I did, it like clicked for me and I was like, okay, this is unbelievable. Like you can use mm-hmm. this to, to reach any goal. It doesn't matter what it is. But for me, it was obviously yeah. my wedding. And I just, I'm so happy that I was able to feel that way and to feel that beautiful and confident and still be like eating ice cream the week before. It was just such an amazing mm-hmm. balance. Yeah. Ugh, I love that. So good. And I think people are just so used to being like, you know, I mean, I'm sorry, but sometimes people starve themselves Mm -hmm. in order to get to a place where they want to look for a wedding or whatever it might be. And like, I just think it's, you know, kind of outsider looking in sort of thing is like, people just can't believe that you can have a body composition that you had Lexus and you were doing the things that you were still doing. Like Mm -hmm. they were thinking like, Oh, there's no way that's possible. Like she can't look that way and still doing it. It doesn't make sense. Like she must be, you know, taking more extreme measures if she's eating that, you know what I'm saying? Like people just have this like stigma wrapped around Mm -hmm. not being able to get to a certain place and still having literally your cake. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's unfortunate that, you know, social media kind of, you know, puts on this facade like a lot of people do. Um, And so that's probably why a lot of people doubted you, Lexis, because, you know, you look the way you do, but they can't quite fathom the idea of you still eating ice cream. And it's just like, no, like macros allow you to do that. And you're, you're a testament of it. I mean, we all are that we can still have that food freedom and get the body composition that we want. Exactly. I think it's so... Oh, liberating, freeing, yes. amazing. And just, I just wish that like everyone could understand that if you commit yourself to it and you really give it your all, like it is something that can change your life. And that's just what I mm-hmm. try and explain to my clients so much. Mm-hmm. I'm like, just, just wait, you're going to have this aha moment. Mm-hmm. And the the second that I get the check-in call or the written check-in and I'm reading and I, and they have that aha moment, I've gotten texts with literally those words. I've had my aha moment. Oh my God. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh, it's like the best yes. feeling. Like it's just so exciting because it's just it works and it's just it can change your life. That's all. I know. I really as a coach that totally. always gives me chills. I love it. I know. <laughs> I know. And actually on that note, so um happy. what are your guys's like favorite things to actually work on with clients? Ooh. I feel like we all kind of you gravitate towards something that, you know, really excites us. But um, yeah, what uh, what about you, Paige? What's what would be your favorite thing you'd like to work on with clients? I think it's changed over the years, Um, but I would say right now, um, just reminding them. And I want to say why first, I guess Um, we get a lot. And I just talked this talked about this today on Instagram about the number one thing that we get um, in our goal setting exercise from women is that they want to feel less guilt around the choices with their food Mm -hmm. and eating a certain thing or at a certain place. Um, and so I would say my biggest like focus and wanting to help them the most in is remembering that food isn't your enemy and it never was your enemy. It's just how you viewed that and how it might have been negative effect, negatively affecting your body. So I really like to focus on like rebuilding that relationship with food and doing it in a sustainable way instead of going from like one end of the spectrum to the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually kind of going off of that page, I feel like your mine and yours are um, pretty similar. And just given my background in, you know, psychology, what um what I love to do with clients is something called exposure therapy. And it really isn't complicated at all. Like any of us can do it. You could do it to yourself if you needed to. But all that is, is that if a certain actor situation gives you anxiety or you have a fear, you know, like 
even like a phobia or something. Um, the only way to conquer that anxiety and fear is to literally put yourself into the situation and do it. Because once you do it and you yeah. prove to yourself it's not as scary as you thought, your anxiety is going to decrease. It may not, you know, get fixed with one go at it. You might have to do it several, several times. But I promise you that it does. And, you know, one of my clients this past week, she had texted me and she told me that one of her favorite treats of all time is like a Dunkin' Donut. Like, I forget what flavor it was, but Dunkin' Donuts. So she was already speaking my love language with donuts. <laughs> um, and she, she's she been seeing such amazing progress during her um, program that she was very nervous to stray the course and was really mm -hmm. scared to feel the guilt afterwards and to think that she just completely spiraled out of control. And so you know, she's like, I want to get over this. And, you know, we did exposure therapy and I had her go to Dunkin' Donuts and she said it was like one of the most liberating experiences of her life. And she literally Aww. doesn't feel anxiety at all anymore. And, and so it can be as simple as that. And so I love doing that. And I love kind of seeing those aha moments too. It's so special, especially for them. You're yeah. amazing, Zan. Oh. People are so lucky to have you. Stop it. Thanks. You're making me blush. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. It's so, so great. That's like that, that you're changing their lives. Like just with the, you know, it seems so simple and it's not as simple as it sounds, but like with a quote unquote simple recommendation of like going in and like putting yourself in the trenches and that's like immediately changing their life. So mm -hmm. I just think that's amazing. Oh. Well, thank you. It's all their hard work. I'm just there for support. <laughs> yes, you're right. Yes. Um, what about you, Lexis? What's your favorite thing? Oh, there's so many. I've had so much fun with my clients. But I mean, honestly, kind of what we already discussed, I guess, was pretty much what I would say is like my favorite part ever, the mental piece of, you know, really just when that moment clicks and they kind of understand that they can have their cake and eat it too. So what I mean by that is maybe, um, you know, they're learning the balance between going out and, um, you know, ordering a drink and knowing that like you can still go out, you can have fun with your friends, you can get a drink, um, you can log that drink ahead of time pre, you know, pre-logging um, is just, I preach that to everyone and the importance of it. So planning ahead, being able to go out, live your life, have a, have a blast with your friends, make, make memories and enjoy that drink. And then still see results and still have that balance and still hit your numbers and still feel like at the end of the day, I still crushed it. And like, I didn't come back after that one drink and say that I had nine drinks. Like I was able to balance, balance it all and just mm -hmm. have your cake and eat it too. You can eat the food you love and have the drinks you love and do all those things and have a body that you feel great in and that you're confident mm -hmm. in and you're proud of. And maybe you lost some weight or your clothes fit better or whatever it is that your goal might be. I just think people think it's one or the other, you know? And mm -hmm. it's like, oh, well, you you can have your dream body or you can feel super confident if you're like, if you're starving yourself or if I cut out carbs or if I do this. And it's like, no, you can completely have both. And so that mm -hmm. you can have your cake, you can eat it too. And just like the food freedom um, kind of mentality is just what I, I live for. And I just love it. And it just mm -hmm. is so beneficial. And, and I just... I don't know. I just feel like so excited when I talk to my clients and they tell me that they've had these like really exciting moments and they finally mm -hmm. kind of get it. And it's just such a rewarding thing. Yeah. Because this isn't a diet, yeah. right? It's a lifestyle. Exactly. The non-diet <laughs> yes. diet. Yes. But I will, I will say we're talking like we are macro pros and let's get real because we like to keep it real on our podcast. We have not mastered everything. And so I know that each and every one of, of us still not. struggle with certain things, right? Absolutely. And there are areas that we still have to focus on. Absolutely. Paige, do you want to go? Yes. Okay. So I will say that, yes, of course, there's like a hundred things I could still improve upon. But um, when I look back on the two and a half years of the dedication that I put into like rebuilding my lifestyle and making it a sustainable one, um, I've really like come a long way. But I would say maybe my two biggest things is social eating still. Mm -hmm. um, I really still find myself like what I think is this will be especially true post quarantine um, that I'm like, 
not drinking as much water and I'm eating too fast and I'm just like not even tasting food. Like, I think I just get so excited to like be with my girlfriends or my fiance that I'm just like shoveling things in and I'm not really like taking the time to chew and like enjoy my drink and just be, you know, how I am at home, which is like very relaxed and just like, you know, trying to really enjoy the taste of my food. And so I would say that's a big one. And then when I'm at home is the occasional like board, just like grazing in my pantry. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's usually the purely Elizabeth granola that I go for and I keep it like above the refrigerator. So (laughs) good. Um, Just to like help myself. But yeah, I mean, of course, I think I'll probably always be doing that. And I don't expect for that ever to go away. But um, definitely it's been fewer and far between as the years go on. Mm -hmm. A side note really fast. I'm so sorry to interject, but Paige, um, this is a pro tip. Keep your granola in the fridge. Oh. It makes it a million times crunchier. It keeps it super fresh for really long. Yes. I'm telling Mm -hmm. you, it's a game changer. Like I, I, the life of it and also just the way that it tastes and like, again, the crispiness and like the crunch, it it stays like super crunchy. So I transitioned to keeping it in the fridge and it's like been life changing. So a little tip there. I would imagine so because I actually put I put my nuts in the fridge because oh, they just stay fresher. Too. Nuts yeah. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, you guys. Mm-hmm. Okay, noted. <laughs> so, pro tip for everyone though. <laughs> uh, I have purely Elizabeth chocolate sea salt in my fridge now, and I like want to go get a handful because you just got me oh excited. Oh god, it's so good. <laughs> I'm making my garbage bowl after yes. this with it, so I, I'm really excited. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, would you guys yes. say that you still like struggle with social eating? I'm always like, what do you guys think? Like, are you on the same you know wavelength as me? Do you guys struggle? <laughs> yeah. So I. Well, I definitely struggle with board eating as well, Paige. And, you know, it became even more apparent that that was still a habit within myself when we all got locked down for quarantine since I'm like near my snacks. Yeah. So it's been it, you know, I've had to implement a lot of like different distraction skills and whatnot to kind of control that. Um, But I would say one of the biggest things that I still struggle is actually eating with my family Mm. of all people. And it's as you guys know now, I come from a huge Greek family and all they want to do is eat, eat, eat. And that's great. Don't get me wrong. I freaking love eating. But I also love to be in control of my portion sizes and I don't need to overindulge when I don't want to. And so, you know, they, no one in my family even quite honestly, no one in my family even knows like what macros are. Like they have no idea what I even do as a job. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, when I like, let's say I go home for the holidays, I'm totally that person. I bring my food scale. Yeah, I do. And they like scoff at me and they roll their eyes. And, you know, I almost, I mean, I get health shamed for it because they just, they can't relate. And the same thing happens to me. Yeah. I know that we um, did a health shaming um, podcast. I believe it was in season two. So if you haven't listened to it, make sure you do because we know like how prevalent it is like in this in the macro world. And, you know, having it come from my family, especially is even harder Mm -hmm. because they saw me at my lowest. They saw me when I was overweight and I was miserable. And now they see how happy I am. And it's just like, well, this is what's making me happy. So why do I have to be judged by it? And so, um, you know, I still, yeah, I still get heat from that. And I would say it's less with my friends because my friends know exactly what I'm doing and they're so supportive that they, they more so ask me for advice. And then my family's the one that just gives me crap. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it's okay. I think I just come to terms that not everyone is going going to understand and not everyone is willing to change their own habits and say they don't understand why I'm doing what I'm doing. Totally. But it's what has made it's what made me the person I am today. Totally. So I wouldn't change a thing. You're just staying in your lane yeah. and you're excelling in it, exactly. which is awesome. Exactly. What about you, Lexis? So mine is a little bit different, but I have, (laughs) so I have the appetite of like an 18 year olds, like football player. I swear to God, I've always just been able to eat like such a large amount of food. And no matter what, I feel like I'm never satiated. Like I can always eat more. And I just, 
I don't know. My, my plates are always bigger than my husband's and yeah. I'm, my desserts are always bigger. And so I think, which there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, like, obviously, if, like, my metabolism's clearly, like, revved up and it's fine and I can just eat a lot of food. Like, I always look at people who eat, like, birds. Like, you know, they order a burger at a restaurant and they cut, like, a quarter and they eat the little quarter and then they're like, I'm full. And I'm like, what the heck, girlfriend? Like, I just, <laughs> I, I don't know. I can't, like, understand that. But I think for me, I'm still struggling and working on listening to my hunger cues and not overeating when I'm already full, even though I know I can. Just because like, I know I'm not hungry anymore. I know that if I wait 30 minutes, I'll probably feel a bit better and that I'm, you know, I'm not actually needing to eat anything else. But like, I'm the person who goes back for like seconds and like has two dessert. Like, I just, I can't stop. And I don't know. I just... I think that's why macros has also been so eye-opening for me because, of course, macros, a large portion of that is, like, you know, um, portion control and, like, not eating the whole kitchen. And so I think that's what I need to work on the most is kind of – and I'm still working on it – is just, like, listening to am I really hungry right now or am I just, like – wanting to go back for more because like I can fit it in my stomach and I'm trying to prove that. No, I'm just kidding. But like, it just feels like I'm never like, I just can't eat like the little portion that everyone else eats. I'm just like, I'm still hungry. So I think that's like my biggest thing is just really tuning in. And I think this pregnancy has also kind of helped me because now like my stomach, this baby is taking up like the whole freaking room. Like I just have no room. So I like can't eat as much as I was before and I'm learning like, okay, see, like I don't need to go back and get more because I'm actually not hungry. And so it's kind of, it's been a nice little realization as, as she has grown and she's taking up all of my space. So I like don't have as much room to eat, which I'm like, oh, this is sad, but it's actually really good. <laughs> so the baby's got to eat too. Yes. <laughs> so great. So I know that we all still struggle, but let's end on a positive note. What do you, yeah. what do we feel like we've mastered? Ooh. Do you want me to take that one? Go for sure. it. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I'm excited about what I've mastered. Again, I've talked about it like so many times. I could just, I don't know, yell it from the rooftops, but pre-logging my entire day around the things that I want the most. So like, I've said this before on another podcast, but I log my dessert first thing in the morning because that's what I'm going to look forward to the most. And I, you know, wake up in the morning, I listen to whatever my head is telling me and my tummy's telling me. And I'm like, okay, tonight's going to be ice cream night or tonight's going to be a loaded granola bowl or a bunch of popcorn, whatever it is. And I will just really like hone in on what I'm craving. And I just like allow myself to eat all the things I love and build all the rest of my day around that. So I just think that I love that I've kind of mastered that pre-logging idea and it just, that is food freedom to me and allowing myself to really hone in on like what I'm craving. And I also think um, I've mastered kind of eating a high protein diet because I know that that's like what my body needs to perform at optimal level. And I just, I've really mastered that like I build my entire day and all my meals and all my plates and snacks around protein. And I never, ever did that before. And now like I go over my protein every single day. Like I, I just, protein is king. And I just, yeah, I think that I've really got that part down. <laughs> That's um, huge. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just. Protein it's is life. Love it. It is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say say the biggest thing that I pride myself on is my confidence in my body now. Sure, I still have bad days, but there are more better days than bad. And it took me years and years and years to get that. I mean, even when I first lost all the weight, like it still probably took me several more years to be comfortable because I hid myself for so long that it took that much longer for me to accept like weights. Like I need to be confident because I have drastically changed my body from what it looked like. And so I kid you not, there was probably a period of six to eight years that I wouldn't even put a bathing suit on. Like I I didn't even want to put it on because then I didn't want someone to say, hey, jump in the pool. I mm-hmm. wanted to be like, oh no, sorry, forgot my bathing suit, you know? And so Today, like, actually, I just thought of this, like, I got, I ordered, like, six new bathing suits, um, and they finally came in the mail yesterday, and the first thing I did was try on every single one. I was, like, dancing around in my house, like, showing my roommates, asking them if they liked it, and I was like, holy shit, like, 
I literally do not care about being in a bathing suit anymore. And it's just little moments like that still to this day. I'm like, that was so like liberating and I'm just so proud of how far I've come. That is amazing. Yeah. And I know, I know that so many more women out there can get to that point too. Absolutely. Yeah. I definitely am not to your level of what a about you, yet, but I'm definitely feeling better in my clothes. <laughs> I would say like the swimsuit thing Yay. has girl. always been like, it's just that one thing, you know, like I'm going to get there. I know I will. Um, and I know I'm fine now. You know, I just it's that mental hurdle. So I'm with you on that. But mm-hmm. I'm so happy for you yeah. that you've gotten there. That's like. That's like the moment you know. Like you're basically naked and you're mm-hmm. like, I look fucking amazing. I love it. <laughs> I mean, I just posted a story on The Habit the other day. I was like, what am I doing? And like it was it was scary to do it. But I was like, I need to force my. It was exposure therapy, guys, right there. Yeah, I exactly. forced there you myself to do it. You just coached yourself. And I got over my fear. <laughs> Boom. Just I like love that. it. <laughs> So good. I would say, um, though, not to like knock myself um, in terms of the bathing bathing suit thing. I think we all just have our own separate journeys. But I would say in terms of like mastering, um, I think I'm just really at peace with all of the decisions that I make um, around fueling my body and just knowing that if I'm going to have a weekend where I'm not in my house or I'm on a trip or I'm on a work trip, whatever it might be that it's okay. And I'm not out of control in my environment. I'm in total control of my body. I'm not a victim in situations when I'm not at my house. Um, So I think just being at peace with every decision that I've made um, that surrounds my health and the path along that way has just been, um, I think, the strongest it's ever been. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. A little more like holistic I'm like more of like not in the weeds about these types of things I guess but just like on the whole I feel like I look back on that sort of stuff I'm like oh yeah okay (laughs) that's that's come a long way yeah I love that that's amazing see I love just we all three come from so like such different walks of life and our stories are so drastically different and we're in different spots today but we're still so passionate about macros and what they can provide for all of our clients and I think that's what makes us such a seamless and beautiful team like I literally would not want to work with anyone you guys we need to meet each other that's another fun fact none of us have met each other in the flesh yet (laughs) Oh, that is so weird to say. That is so weird. It doesn't feel like it, but I know we gotta we gotta get Paige out here because Lexus is in LA. I'm in San Diego, and yes, we gotta have like a little meet and greet, girls' (laughs) night. Yeah, I'm in. Oh my god, yes. (laughs) When exactly we need to have a glass of wine together. Yes. (laughs) So we do have one more question that I really want to touch on. And kind of talk about, but before we get there, you guys both really brought up, um, you know, being at peace with your body and feeling really confident in your own skin. And, um, I just also want to say that I feel that way as well. And I just feel like it macros has helped me love my body at every stage. And obviously being pregnant, um, I have counted macros. If you listen to our episode about pregnancy and macros a few episodes back, I obviously have been tracking pretty much my entire pregnancy and it's been like such an amazing experience. And my body is the most different it's ever been, but I feel the most beautiful I've ever felt. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe that that is because of my food choices and like prioritizing me and my baby's health. And, um, I just, I don't know. I just want everyone to know that like, no matter where you are in your journey, macros can be used as a tool and it can help you love your body no matter what you're going through. And I think like the fact that I feel as confident as I do and as beautiful as I do in pregnancy, when like most people can tend to feel so, insecure. I just think that that's like a testament to like how powerful macros can really be in your life. And it's just been so, um, such an amazing journey. And I'm honestly like already feeling sad about not being pregnant. Like I've had that great of an experience with it. And I know everyone is different, but I just love my belly and I just, I just (laughs) love the whole thing. And I just, yeah. So I just wanted to kind of touch on that because I totally agree with you guys in terms of it. Like what you feel like you've mastered, really feeling confident in your skin. I'm so confident. Like currently I was before I got pregnant, you know, 
at, at my wedding and I felt so amazing. And then I got pregnant right away and I felt so confident. Of course, I've had my days, but it's just been such a great journey. And mm-hmm. I just love that all of us feel that transformative yeah. like confidence because we are all beautiful no matter what. And we all have mm-hmm. such different bodies and body types and shapes. And it's just, it's just totally. such a great feeling. So I just wanted Thank to you. add that. Was that. Great. I love that. Yeah. Well, I I was just going to say really quickly, I Um, wanted to kind of touch on what um, we all really loved about each other as coaches and like what makes us so great in terms of kind of being coaches for the habit and why we think we're so wonderful at this great job. I will go first (laughs) because I I can Um, talk about this all day. So (laughs) Um, I will say like, you know, Zan, in terms of like you just taking over from like a uh, ownership perspective, like you've done so well um, and really just like taking this by the horns. And I think everyone's really excited with just like the leadership that you've shown here. So, you know, I just love your tell it how it is kind of approach and just like the ultimate, like well-rounded coach, like you're in so into nutrition, like so in deep, you're an orange theory fitness coach. Um, you know, you're just like doing it all right now. So love you for that. And Lexis. Yes. Lexis, you're, I've said this already, but your (laughs) passion is like a capital P. Um, I mean, you guys, we've talked about this before, but like her (laughs) letter to Zan and I for like wanting to be a coach, like could have been submitted for like Miss America. I mean, it was even better than that. Like it was, it was truly like, (laughs) I was like tearing up when I was reading it and I was like, Zan, we need to hire her. Like, what are we doing? (laughs) So you're just coming coming oh out my of the God, gate with enthusiasm and people are just gravitating towards you right away. And I think that's just like such a testament to like the bright light that you are. Aww. Thank you. So sweet. I know. Hugs are making me blush. I'm too emotional for this, guys. Don't get my pregnancy hormones going, okay? I'll cry. Yay. Okay, I'll go next. Um, so Zan, I just love how you take your clinical experience because you have so much knowledge from, especially I love like hearing you talk about your experiences with the eating disorder clinic that you worked at. Um, you just come, everything that you say is just so, I don't know, from a place of like evidence and facts. And I just believe that what you say is, is true. You know, like it just sound <laughs> like, does that make sense? You just are so, yeah. um, I don't know, factual. And I just love how you come from a place that is just so trusting. Exactly. Okay. That's, that's the word I was looking for. (laughs) See, my brain's not really working these days. Um, and you just don't really like let your emotions get in the way, but you're still so compassionate and understanding. And I just think like Paige said, you're so well-rounded and you're not like super emotional like me. (laughs) (laughs) And you just like, you just approach things in just such a great balanced way. And I just, I love that. And Paige, I just love you. I just don't even know where to start. (laughs) I just feel like (laughs) you just make everyone like feel so comfortable. And I feel like we've been friends forever. Like, you know, you're just one of those types of people that I feel like you get along with people so easily and you're so warm and you are just the ideal coach. And I just think that people really feel comfortable, um, you know, opening up to you and, and relying on you and confiding in you. And I think that you just have such a warm heart. And I think it's probably because you also grew up with, I don't know, I feel like, cause I'm a girl. <laughs> I feel like maybe because you grew up a triplet, like maybe you have this way with like being around girls that makes them feel so like involved. And I don't know, you. I just oh love gosh. everything about I love you. you both. You're, great. You're amazing. Thank well, my you. turn, my turn. So. Oh boy. <laughs> so, um, Lexis, I feel like, I mean, I know I'm kind of piggybacking off of Paige here, but your um, your passion for macros and just all the knowledge that you've brought to this team. I mean, what, I started working with you in February and I feel like I've learned so much yeah. from just you. And Aww. I just, I love like, yeah. And I love how excited you are to teach people, you know, the tips and tricks that you have for macros. And I know I mentioned this earlier in the podcast, but I think what makes you such a strong person and even stronger coach is 
you know, your struggle with an eating disorder and how, you know, you conquered that because I obviously, you know, from my clinical experience know that is not an easy disorder to conquer. And you turned that situation into something positive and now you're impacting so many lives. And I just think it's, like I said, really, really special and just, um, just shows, you know, your strength and, um, of course. And then Paige, like, I feel like we said we're saying the same thing, but your ability to bring calmness to any situation has been like oh. my lifesaver. I may have seemed in control when I took over the habit, but I was freaking the fuck <laughs> out. And you, you were honestly like you were my sounding board. I knew I could go to you for anything. And like, you still would have that respect for me, you know, as the owner, but also like you were there by my side. I mean, we were working together for what, uh, I don't know how many months, like five months, just you and I. And so I just, you're, yeah, you just, you brought calmness to me. And I also know just like every client that has worked with you, just your ability to instill trust in them and your compassion for each and every one of them just shines through. And I mean, heck, we had a whole Instagram story that said page for president because everyone freaking loves you. And so, oh my God, yes. Oh my God, that was great. But you are. And, you know, I think because you've gone through the program yourself, like you are just so much more relatable to your clients. And so, um, page for president, start page for president 2021. Thank you, you guys. What a fun way to end. This is just, we don't Uh, love it enough. So you're welcome. I know. Now you get to hear it. My heart is so warm right now. I know. This was so fun. Yeah. I, I know. I, I hope that whoever's listening to this episode, please go and tell, you know, some people that you love some really great things about them. Just go do it. Just like call up someone yeah. and tell them something that you love about them because there's nothing better and no better way to, I don't know, brighten your day than to just like talk about things that you like about the people and tell them how awesome they are. And I just think mm-hmm. it's so special. Absolutely. I feel like we have bonded even more just through this podcast. Absolutely. Yes. Yay. Well, on that note, Miss Paige, what are we talking about next episode? This is a hot request, you guys. So I hope you're excited. <laughs> um, I know a couple. Actually, there's like three people asking for this. So um, for, uh, you better be listening, number one. And number two, what we're <laughs> going to be talking about <laughs> are the macro phases explained a little bit further. So what I'm talking about is deficit versus maintenance versus being in a surplus slash in a bulking phase. And we're going to go into like some specifics around when is it the right time to reverse out? And when do you know if you should stay in a deficit versus reverse out? Um, As a female, would you ever be in a surplus or in a bulking phase? So all really good questions from our clients and even just those that are listening to the podcast that aren't in the program. We hope that will be useful for you. So we'll be talking about that next. And we can't wait to be showering Lexus's new baby with lots of virtual Zoom kisses by then. Yeah. 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 Oh my. Okay, ladies. It has been wonderful. Yes. Thanks.